When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Our next guest is Michael Medved. Uh, Michael is a talk radio show host, and he has become the number one show on pop culture and politics, two things that are very important today. Michael's also a noted film critic, and he has over a bajillion reviews to date. Uh, I'm so excited and honored to be talking to him today. Michael, welcome to Takeaways. Thank you. I'm not sure about bajillion and one, but uh, <laughs> we're looking forward. Michael, I've always enjoyed um, your perspective on movies, entertainment, and pop culture. How many movies have you actually watched in your career as a film critic? Uh, well, I've been averaging 250 a year for 35 years. Um, yeah, I'm not sure I can do the math. You were talking about a bajillion before. It's, it's thousands and thousands. And... Um, you know, I was once did an article about how I got into this line of work, and um, it it, uh, it it I was the article was entitled "Memoirs of a Misspent Youth," because there's altogether too much time uh, that you spend in the dark, so that you can sometimes warn people about stuff that is ridiculously overrated and not worth their time, but also sometimes every once in a while you see something that's magic and moving and deepens your life and deepens your experience because motion pictures are, oh, one could argue the greatest art form yet devised. And, uh, and, and every once in a while, there are a few movies that, that really can inspire. Michael, you've, uh, you've been a movie critic, but then also you've shifted into uh, a pop culture critic as well. Is that something that was a natural progression for you? Was that something that you set out to do, or did it just sort of happen? No, it, it, I, I do think that, uh, that movies are the very heart of American popular culture. If you look at the way that American popular culture has been shaped since the very beginning of the 20th century, which is amazing when you think about it. I mean, there were hit movies that shaped the way Americans think, thought, and felt. And some of them that are artistically brilliant, not very good in terms of values. Uh, it, the biggest hit in all of American history, and some people say, even counting today, in terms of the percentage of Americans who actually saw it, and a film that was shown in the White House in 1916 uh, under President Wilson was Birth of a Nation, which is a brilliantly done but horrible movie because it's pro-slavery, basically, and pro-Ku Klux Klan. The nation that is getting born is the Ku Klux Klan. And it's why not just today, but always, I mean, I think if anything, Hollywood gets hurt when it gets too much involved in strictly political issues, which is why I love a political movie like Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, because that's really about goodness and integrity and idealism and patriotism in a general sense. 
And uh, the people who made the movie were all over the lot politically. Frank Happer, the director, was a member of the Republican Party. There's actually one of the writers on the film was um, way over to the left toward the Communist Party. But it's a pro-American movie. And I think that sometimes moving beyond uh, just the politics, rah-rah for one side or another, is an important place to locate yourself in the support of what you're talking about, which is goodness. One of my favorite books that you've written is Hollywood versus America. And I know you chose that title carefully. Do you really believe that Hollywood, at least when you wrote the book, and my question is even now today, is there really a Hollywood that is at war with the classic American value set? Well, there was part of it. I mean, one of the things, one of the subheadings of a chapter in that book was called The Bias for the Bizarre. And I, I, I remember, okay, I, I, get, I get teased about this a lot because not everybody agrees with me, but I will put it out there. When I was writing the book, uh, there was an Oscar duel between two uh Oscar contenders, both nominated for Best Picture, A Silence of the Lambs and uh, Beauty and the Beast. Now, <laughs> uh, I think it says something that Beauty and the Beast has lasted. It's been remade uh, in a live action version. It's been on Broadway. It's timeless. It has a uh, timeless quality. And you could say, well, Silence of the Lambs, very artfully done. It's one of the most overrated films ever. And this was part of my, uh, my, my question was that, and you know this working in Hollywood, there are a lot of people, young people, idealistic people who come to Hollywood and, and they don't care just about the money. Yeah, money is important, but they wanna be honored. They wanna win prizes at film festivals. Uh, do you know about the big grand prize winner at Cannes this year, Kirk? T tell us. It's called Titan. I have not brought myself to see it because apparently it's very, very difficult to watch. And it's in French and subtitles and so, okay. Um, now there are great films that are imports from France. I mentioned The Artist before, but this is what we choose to honor. Um, I, I think that, that people have lost and, and again, Hollywood vs. America came out in 1992, so it's a long time ago. But uh, people had abandoned the idea that uh, movies had any moral weight, that they had any influence, that had any impact on society. And I think the impact can be very, very profound and very obvious. I'll give you an example of that, is that back to Hollywood's golden age, and Frank Capra, who made Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, is a Republican, by the way. Mr. Smith Goes to Washington, and it, uh, it happened one night, and of course, It's a Wonderful Life, and made so many of those wonderful films that are classics. In It Happened One Night, which won uh, Best Actor, Best Actress, and Best Picture, uh, there's a scene in which um, Clark Gable, who's the star, uh, takes off his shirt and he's not wearing an undershirt. 
And they have actually done research about that because of that scene in that film, the sales of undershirts went down dramatically and immediately. And uh, if people are going to follow examples of uh, the clothing you wear under your garments based upon movie stars and people in motion pictures who don't really exist, uh, then I think it gives you some indication it can impact all kinds of other behavior as well. Well, I, I agree. And Michael, I think you, you and I both know that uh, those who are running Hollywood uh, know 100% that entertainment absolutely does shape culture and that there is a moral center to uh, all of those projects. Uh, most of them, I think, are intentional in order not to abandon morality, but simply to replace morality with a different morality. And I wanna talk more about that. Uh, when we come back, let's talk more about how entertainment is shaping culture and if and how we can take it back right after this. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. We're back with radio host Michael Medved to talk about the influence of entertainment on culture. Um, Michael, we're talking about pop culture, popular culture. Uh, we, we've heard the term a lot. Can you define that for us? Well, basically, culture is what people do for when, when they are not working for entertainment, for relaxation, for enlightenment. I mean, culture includes the the entire world of the fine arts, of, uh, of music. And in America, there are aspects of popular culture that have become very powerful and that are very new, like video games, which are an enormous part of popular culture. The, the sum total, and this is really something I think is worth pointing out, and it's something I wrote about in Hollywood versus America years ago, is that the typical American according to statistics from the Labor Department and uh, that have always been collected about the way that Americans spend their time and spend their lives. The typical American, when he passes away with a life expectancy that we have now of about 76 years, when you go on to the next world and, okay, you will have spent more time on this earth watching TV than you will working. And wow. that's because uh, you don't really start working, most people, until you're 18 or 21, or if you have a kid in graduate school, 40. Uh, and it, but again, people spend a lot of time, and they're certainly watching TV during that period when they are kids mm -hmm. and teenagers. Yeah. And, and then people do retire, and people watch a lot of TV in retirement. And so when you say that typically uh, teenagers today and, and e even young adults and older adults uh, 
uh, will spend uh, 20 to 40 hours a week in front of screens. And, uh, and a lot of people, a lot more than that. And if you say, oh, that's not me. Well, think about it. Uh, people watch morning news and news programs or morning shows. Uh, if you're a sports fan and sports is a very big part of popular culture, you're, you're watching hours on the weekends very often. And then you watch late night. And then when you factor into it, how many hours a day we, we spend on our backs with our eyes closed uh, asleep, boy, you, you think the, the hours that we have <laughs> awake to work and contribute something positive to the world are really, really precious. And I wanna use them for that purpose too. Michael, can you think of a specific example of how entertainment, how movies and television has shaped the way that we think in popular culture? Sure, there, there's, there's actually one example of that that I think was just in the, in the news fairly recently from where we're talking right now. Uh, think about the life and the recent uh, death of uh, Sidney Poitier at the age of 94. Uh, one of the things that was a tribute to him, and appropriately so, in all of the respectful uh, eulogies and obituaries, Sidney Poitier was not only a great actor, he was a great American, because he changed the way that people saw black people. He did. Yes, he played almost entirely admirable people, uh, doctors and, and lawyers and the uh, police detective, Mr. Tibbs in, uh, in the heat of the night and uh, the Oscar winning role of a handyman who rescues a church and a convent really in the middle of nowhere uh, in his Oscar winning role in Lilies of the Field. And uh, people, he not only expanded the roles that black actors could, could get, but the way that people saw black people at, at a, a time when America was going through a much needed civil rights revolution. And uh, if anyone denies uh, the impact of the imagery in movies that Sidney Poitier put on the screen with his various roles, then you've obviously ignored uh, all of the the talk and the analysis that I think is fair and accurate regarding his very real impact. On the other side, if you look at uh, the culture of oh, gangster rap, which is, is very much part of our pop culture and has been for a while, uh, and the, the idea of the tragic deaths and the shootings and the drug overdoses and the negativity, what, what the prominence of that style of music and that substance of music means is it normalizes incredibly destructive behavior. We have a gigantic drug problem in America. Uh, showing uh, drug abuse, even if you show some of its harsher, harsher aspects, uh, the, the regular appearance of drug abuse uh, doesn't help because it, it makes people more conscious of the fact that, well, this is part of normal life everywhere. For those of us who are in the business of making movies and creating entertainment film, are these projects actually shaping culture or are we just making things that reflect the culture that's already there so that we can represent those cultures or 
Are we just making projects that we know are going to sell more tickets and sell more T-shirts and, and, and uh, you know, advertising dollars, regardless of what's going on in the culture or what we want to go on in the culture? Uh, that is a great question, Kirk. And the answer to all parts of that question is yes. There are all those motivations that are there. But the truth of the matter is that um, it's one of the problems with the amount of consumption we have of pop culture when you spend so much of your life, 13 years of life, actually watching entertainment. Is uh, One of the great movies from this year is uh, The Tragedy of Macbeth with Denzel Washington and Francis McDormand. They both deserve Oscar consideration. Great movie. Macbeth is not a happy movie. <laughs> Macbeth is a very evil guy. There are witches. There are diabolical elements in Macbeth. Comes out in this movie. Okay. And that's a quality movie. And the, the difficulty, however, is that if you go back all the way to Shakespeare, uh, Tolstoy at the beginning of Anna Karenina writes that uh, all happy families are the same all unhappy families are unhappy in their unique and compelling ways. Uh, largely, uh, entertainment is about conflict, like Macbeth, if you want, or like Greek tragedy. And when you are spending hours and hours a day watching material that shows conflict and, and violence and sometimes destructive sexuality and, and basically what we need to reaffirm is that normal life in America is not that bad. And interestingly, it's, it's, in the, it's in the context of conflict that the best character qualities are put on display. Character qualities like sacrificial love and courage and empathy. And these are our heroes. And so um, I, I think conflict is a natural part of life, but I think it, it's, uh, it's best presented as a setup for great character qualities, don't you think? Absolutely, I just, I just wrote something like that. And that, by the way, is the problem. I wrote a piece for Commentary Magazine about what's ailing Oscar, why it is that people are not watching the Oscars anymore. And it partially it's the same problem of the disappearance of American heroes. I love and admire films that put heroes on screen in a plausible and sometimes accurate way. I love the film Lincoln, which was a masterpiece by Steven Spielberg. If you look at another Spielberg film, Saving Private Ryan, this idea of seeing people who are admirable, who can take very harsh circumstances and transform them for the good, that, I think, is one of the reasons people went to the movies in the first place. The, yeah. the American movies ended up dominating the world, not because of the bad guys or the monsters or That's the right. low lives that we put on screen, but it was because of the heroes played by people like Jimmy Stewart and uh, Clark Gable and uh, Gary Cooper and uh, stars of the Golden Age yeah. who sometimes created these larger-than-life characters. Michael, do you think that there's any hope for us taking back the entertainment industry and using it as a great force for good? Or is that already happening in some circles? It's already, it's already happening. I mean, if I look at what you've contributed, you, Kirk, I'll tell you how I, I, I know to take the faith-based aspect of the movie business seriously, is people are making fun of it. There was actually a pretty funny movie that was satirical 
called faith-based about two kind of losers in Hollywood who say, we, I know how to get people to come see a movie. We're going to do a faith-based movie. And uh, <laughs> the fact that, that, that that exists and the fact that there are so many alternatives and there are quality alternatives that, that didn't used to exist at all. I, the, the one thing, um, yeah, there's all kinds of, of sleaze and material that isn't so wholesome that's also available. But really, today, any time, day and night, you can probably find something of real quality on television. Uh, and, and, and at midnight, at uh, four in the morning, whenever it is, because there are so many different alternatives. And I do believe that it, the, the real change here is not on the supply side. It has to be on the demand side, because ultimately... Even influential filmmakers and, and TV producers do, do not make the final choice. The only final choice you make is what you have on the camera network, uh, what you choose to watch at home, uh, and what you choose to take into your mind, into your imagination, and ultimately into your soul. I love that because what you're doing is you're putting the power right into the into the hearts and into the hands of those of us who are sitting in front of the screen. And so uh, if we understand that entertainment, movies, music, television is a business just like anything else, uh, if someone's selling T-shirts and green T-shirts sell more than red T-shirts, well, then they're going to make more green T-shirts. And so if we want wholesome entertainment and, and we make sure that we're spending time watching those things and supporting those projects that reflect the values that we want to see more of, that business will take their cues from us and begin to produce more and more of those things. Um, at least that's a principle that's sound and, and that we should be leaning into. Uh, Michael, thank you so much for your insights today. I, I so appreciate you. I appreciate your work. Thanks for being here today. Hi, I'm Kirk Cameron. Thanks for listening to this episode of Takeaways. If you love the conversations that we're having, please follow or subscribe to this podcast to never miss any of this great content. And please consider leaving a positive rating and a review to help others like you discover this show.